Film Autopsy. Yeah, man, I love that opening. I just love that. Oh, yeah. I was shouting out the names of the titles as they popped up. Oh, yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> Welcome to January. What is going Welcome on? January. What is happening? <laughs> popping in and out. Yeah, we were talking I before I popped in that uh, Fat is having some computer issues. So he's kind of yes, going to be yay. a Tron this episode. In and out, in and out, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, what is going on, Rick? How you doing, brother? Welcome back. I'm I'm, I am surprisingly happy with uh, the January stuff. I mean, we're in the last day of January, about to hit uh, the Valentine's month, and I thought in the past this is where action films went to die. Not this show, but January. There was a period of time when all the lost leaders right. of Every single studio were stuck into January because they figured nobody was going to the movie theaters. So, you know, I'm an old guy. Look yeah. how long my beard is. Look how white my beard is getting. So I figured, okay, I'm going to, this is going to be a pretty dull, uninteresting episode. But then all these titles, I was pleasantly surprised. Maybe my expectations were lowered. But even so, I was yeah. very, I was pretty impressed with what I saw this month. Wow. Well, you're you you actually are correct about that, Rick. Because there's a there's a whole saying they they, they say the uh, they call it "fuck you." It's January <laughs> month, basically, <laughs> where all the studios are just like "fuck you." We're just releasing it there. Yeah, we don't give we don't we don't give a shit. But uh, interesting that Rick was pleasantly surprised. All right. There's uh, most most of these things though are streaming. There, I, I'm trying to think. Maybe there's one or two movies here that actually went into the theaters. The rest of them. Are on streaming, so right. I mean, uh, probably at midnight tonight or two o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, it's going to be uh, Black Panther two, uh, Wakanda Forever is going to be on Disney Plus, and so yeah, everything is everything streaming, and a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about uh, uh, will be uh, television. Well, things that originate on on streaming services. Right, right. Copy that. Well, we got everybody. The Movie Dojo Army's in the house watching right now. What's going on, everybody? That's right. Welcome. That's right. Tenth episode on this channel Ooh. of the Action Film Autopsy. So that's I right. Was. That's wow. right. That's right. And the first episode of the year. We're kicking it off. That's right. With the legend himself. So what's going on, Lady Danish? Jake Hall, Brian Sanchez, Tyler, Severio, Michael Gonzalez, uh, Caitlin, Chris Angel, Severio. All the badasses are watching right now. Thanks wow. again for hanging out with Proud us tonight. Proud. Yes, yes. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show the I man, I thought I had it in here. What's that? I'll have to show it next time. But I had a really <laughs> an awesome picture of Rick. But I oh, thought I had yeah. it in here. I'll have to show it next time. <laughs> next time. Oh, next that, time, Rick. Yeah. Next uh, month. Fat was tickled by an image of me from one of the January martial art events in Atlanta. It was amazing. And at this point, I have so many awards and trophies, I don't accept a new one unless I can balance it on my head. <laughs> and so he saw a picture of me balancing one of these trophies on my head. And yes. I look, oh, I look yeah. so crucified, crucified at the altar of Kung Fu or martial arts, actually. Hey, that, that, looked, that looked like it took some skill, Rick. Hey, it's, I, it's, I, I, yeah. remember, 
Tai Chi means balance. The word means balance. That's right. That's right. But well, you know, you... yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. They had they had that event this year when I wasn't able to attend this year because I was busy on with my other stuff. Right, right, but, right. Um, but it, I saw all these pictures from my friends who did go, and every single picture, they're all lined up, all my martial art friends, and they all, instead of doing this like the Japanese do it, they're all <laughs> doing this. They're all, you know, they're going, hmm, badass, uh, badass. And I'm going, I'm glad I didn't go, because I know I would just be going, all oh, these fists, all these stupid <laughs> fists. Because all you my just, friends are always yeah, you would have just represented, Rick. You would have been the only one in the, you know, the photo representing. Yeah, that's right. Kung Fu, baby. That's All right. right. Are you ready to kick it off? Let's, Let's see. What... I've, I've been ready for, you know, the last six minutes. Let's All go. right. Let's go ahead and jump right into this poker face. Yep. I had to. I, I watched that. This I watched the available episodes for that this week. And I had to include it because it's. Again, just what is what I was saying before. It's not fists; it's open hands. So basically, this is kung fu more than martial arts. This action is action of what do I like? Not badass. I like smartass. And what's great about her is she's both. This character that uh, that Natasha Leone is playing is incredibly smart, but also in both in both definitions of the word smartass. She's very intelligent but she's also very smart ass and of course the show she produces she's one of the producers but the creator of the show the writer of some of the episodes the director of of the majority of the episodes is rian johnson who's of course last jedi but i know him as an encyclopedic scholar on the art of the television detective i mean both both his uh, knives out movies uh, mm -hmm. are, are all about showing off how much he knows about detective shows and movies. And so this is his TV show. And I was enjoying it. This is, this is a, a clip of picture from the first episode that she has. In, they have incredible guest stars, but in this first episode, which sort of establishes her character and establishes the theme of the show, I was enjoying it immensely. But there's one moment in the episode when she actively decides to be a detective. Up until then, she was just somebody who was trying to survive. Somebody yeah. has this ability to tell when people are lying, which, by the way, is not an original idea. I mean, there was a Tim Roth television series about a guy who could tell when people were lying. But he right. wasn't as certain as she was. And that show was dark and kind of stolid and had a bunch of writers who really didn't know what to do with the idea. Rian right. Johnson and these guys know exactly what to do with the idea. It's all about the, the, the malleable nature of truth and, and nice. the people who try to use it. And also, yeah. she does this wonderful little speech in the first episode about everybody lies all the time. Right, so it's right. a matter of why they're doing it. But what I was going to say is the moment in the movie, and not the movie, in the episode, uh, where she decides to be a detective. She's in the she's in a casino bar, and suddenly the mu see if you recognize the muzak that's playing. Hmm. And I'm going, that's a weird sounding muzak. And then I realized what it was. It was this old man. He played one. He played knickknack on his thumb with a knickknack, polywag, paddywag, bone, 
this old man goes rolling home. Do you know what that was the unofficial theme of? What? Columbo. What? That's really? the unofficial theme of Columbo. You hear that theme played. There's one moment in the Columbo series where uh, the character starts humming that. And ever since, ever since that episode, they, kept, they keep reusing it. They don't make a big okay. deal out of it, but they keep reusing it. And of course, I'm the author of the TV Detectives book and the Murder on the Air book, both of one which won one a special award from the Mystery Writers, one got nominated for the Edgar Award from the Mystery Writers. And so I love television detectives and, and I love Rian Johnson because I see his knives out and I saw his glass onion. And I said, All right, who's he borrowing from this time? This show is his new version of Columbo, without question. I even got a hint of that because Columbo was not really a whodunit. Columbo was a how to prove whodunit. Because you see who the murderer is at the beginning of the episode, except for one episode of Columbo. I'm also very proud of Columbo because me and Chris Brown, who does Hager the Horrible, we contributed to Columbo. We were we gave we were giving Bill Link, who was a friend of mine, he was the co-creator of Columbo, uh, all these ideas for gotchas because he said that was his biggest problem, figuring out the gotchas. How does Columbo know the guy did it? And you gotcha. see later in Columbo, they were doing things right. like Columbo. Columbo's found the guy's tooth mark on a piece of cheese, and by then they were already kind of reaching. So we gave him one for an episode called Columbo Cries Wolf, which Bill Link, uh, I was, we were very grateful that Bill Link called it the third best gotcha in Columbo history. And I was like, going, that's awesome. So Poker Face, incredibly smart show, incredibly well done. Very, I mean, it's nice. all a puzzle. It's all a puzzle book of, an, of a show. You know, it's, he... Just like in uh, Knives Out and uh, Glass Onion, he jumps yeah. around in time. It's okay in terms, of, in action from a, a, a mental action, it's the best thing going. I'm really looking forward to all ten episodes. Nice, nice. I'm gonna have to check it out because me and uh, me and Lady Fat were actually fans of that actress, so uh, definitely oh, gonna she, check she out. Does, she does a the show is just amazing. It's so well done. And we can get on to other shows that are very well done and other shows that are not that well. What do you have up? What do you have up next? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's the one. Okay, so we had we have a beautiful tasting hors d'oeuvre, and now we have <laughs> a very bland kind of um, uh, 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 buffet. Willow gotcha. is beautifully filmed, beautifully cast. That's the thing that kept me going. Every single one of these characters is extremely well done. The only thing that, but what you're seeing here is the, is the problem with the show. Mm. You have this wonderful cast, this wonderful photography, these wonderful locations, this wonderful costuming, and all they do is stand around. Hmm. They stand around. I mean, I just, I don't like, I've seen a lot of movies like that. Uh, the anime, there was that wonderful animated movie uh, by, uh, that used block animation and it was a great idea. It had uh, a, a, ch a moon child who had these amazing weapons who was, fi who was fighting his heavenly family. 
And all they did was wander around. All they did was walk around, literally walk around. And that's what Willow was like. Willow could have been, Willow was way too long. I mean, it it should have been. Oh, really? It should have had half the number of episodes. Every episode, I think, was about 50 minutes or more. And, you know, like 15 minutes of action and not literal action, actual plot happens in each episode. And it's like, guys, it's pretty. I appreciate it's pretty, but I wish it was more imaginative. I wish you guys would challenge yourselves because I was disappointed in the original movie, too. Oh, okay. I thought it was okay. It just wasn't great. And I thought this show would pay it off and it would be full of plot and full of fantasy and full of adventure and full of action. No, it was just kind of, I watched it and I was going, pretty. All right. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, that character is great. I wish she would say something interesting. I wish they would talk to each other in a way that I would be fascinated. But yeah. So it wandered around. Let's go on to the next one, which is not a bad one. Okay, copy that. Because I remember, because I remember uh, when we when we first talked about Willow, yeah. you you were very positive with like the first yeah, two episodes. That was, that was only the first two episodes. Yeah, and then yeah. they started walking. Here's then they started walking, and not doing anything apparently. So. I mean, they tried to be clever with it, in that okay. there was one scene where the heroes are back to back and. The, and they're back to back because one is facing a villain in front of her and one is facing a villain behind her. Yeah. But and so I'm going, okay, oh, it's gonna it's going to explode into an action scene where they're gonna have to spin. They're gonna have to do what Jackie Chan did in Armor of God, constantly spin so they know where their enemy is. All they yeah. did was turn and talk, turn and talk, turn and talk. Turn oh and boy. Talk. And the villains did nothing. The villains just started. <laughs> Sat there and went, uh, uh, didn't do anything. They're like they're like the background actors in a Shaw Brothers movie. When you have the main fighters in the Shaw yeah. movie fighting each other, everybody yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. they're pretending like they're gonna get involved any second yeah. or do. Right. The whole show is like that. Even the finale was like, and then the finale, of course, is just a, 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 a teaser for the next season. Oh, great. You know, it's like, oh, I hope you do something in the next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah Copy that. Yeah, it was wasted terrible. potential. Willow is. Oh yeah, beautiful to look at. Yeah. Again, eye candy, very little mind candy. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. And I love fantasy. I've written, I've written a, a series of fantasy novels. Not yeah. Series. I've written some. I wrote, I wrote uh, the fantasy mystery. Uh, right. Rule, which I really. I wish somebody would adapt. <laughs> right. It's, great, it's a great mystery and a great fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Copy that. Which Willow was not, unfortunately. Willow was beautiful. Pretty, pretty. Right. Pretty. Right. Next up, empty head. We have. Uh, now, everyone's talking about this. Not everyone thought. A, a noticeable amount of people. Okay. Even I'm talking about this. This okay. is beautifully done. Oh, okay. I'm not happy with the subject matter. I know the video game. Okay. I know how it turns out. I was not looking forward to this because I, because I, I, again, just like Hitman, Hitman and zombies. The world is either full of zombies or the world is full of Hitman. And I've grown tired of them. Right. I figured, since I knew how this 
played out in the game that I would, okay, I'll check it out, but then I'll stop watching. Well, I didn't think I'd make it to the third episode, which was the one that just, that just aired. The third yeah. episode was one of the best hours of television ever. Wow. It's just, wow. it's, it's, a, it, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess the game is, it's very true. The game is gorgeous. The sh I think the show is even better than the game so far. So I'm going to keep watching it because I want to see if they correct my problems that I had with the ending of the games. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, if this, if this doesn't end on a note of hope, but even if it doesn't, they're doing the drama so well. There's so much, there's such artistry involved in this show that i mean i bow down to it i mean i'm willing to suffer you know more zombies and you know more <laughs> threats to my, more threats to my yeah. life you know another another way we can all die right but done <laughs> absolutely beautifully just excellent every and again that's the other act the thing about the action is that i'm not looking for superlative action here i'm looking for action and character and that's what I'm getting. Right. Everybody behaves All right. in character. Just a great, great, great show. Nice. All right. There you go. You, it has Rick's approval. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of the next video game adaptation, there you go. Halo, yeah. Rick. Thoughts on Halo? This is awesome to compare. If you want to know, why some why most video game movies don't and television shows don't do well and last of us mm -hmm. is is just compare these two especially all you i know fat that you have a lot of filmmakers in your audience so filmmakers compare uh compare halo with last of us or you know even willow although that's not a video game but yeah compare the yeah. video games Right. The difference is that the, the person largely responsible for Last of Us is the creator of the of the game. He's the guy who, what was he called? I loved his term. Uh, he was the um, head of narrative development. Head of narrative development. So when you got a guy who's the head of narrative development working on the show, his narrative is awesome. You do not have that with Halo. You have another bunch of people who don't really respect or understand video games, who do, who say to themselves, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to do Game of Thrones. We're going to do Game of Thrones because that was successful. So we'll do, right. we'll do the Game of Thrones technique. So Halo is not terrible, but it's not good. Because, right. again, this always drives me crazy. People who are making a branded product for people other than the fans of the branded product. We have to make, you know, the producers say, we have to make this for everybody. And I said, no, you don't. What you have to do is make it for the people who love the brand first, because they're the ones who are going to come to it first and pass judgment. And their judgment is now, of course, going to go on to social media or so me, as I call it. 
and everyone will know it. So if you don't make it for them and they are disappointed, you've just basically, you know, stabbed yourself. You committed seppuku. And while Halo isn't dreadful, it's watchable. Ask anybody who's seen the game, right. who, who's played the game. Is it the game? Nope. And the changes they make yeah. are transparent. They're making these changes for Game of Thrones reasons. They're making it, well, you know, I don't like video games, so how am I going to take a video game and make it palatable not to its audience, but to me, the producer, or to the studio? That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. First thing they do is they, they take, the last thing they did in Mandalorian was take off his helmet. First thing they do in Halo is take off Master Chief's helmet. And it's like, all right, so basically you're just slapping the fans in the face. You know? <laughs> preach yeah, you it, guys preach just, it, Rick. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a shame, but it's, it's, yeah. terrific, it's terrifically educational. Again, watch Last of Us, watch Halo, Halo did. Right, right, gotcha. Yeah, I knew uh, Halo, before it even came out, was going to be in trouble when I heard the uh, people that wrote the script didn't even want to bother play the games. They were like, no, we don't need to play the games or anything. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. And also, right. the action people, the people who worked on the action were the ones who also worked on Into the Badlands, which is a perfect example of not, well, video games, so it's physiology-free video game fighting. But Into the Badlands was, uh, it was all style, no substance. Mm. And it's the same kind of thing with Halo. It's just, again, and understandably so. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's brutality and it's, and it's meaningless brutality. Style, no right, self. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, next up is a movie. Uh, we, we enjoyed this. I mean, I did. Me and, the, me and the missus liked it. I'm curious to hear what Rick has to uh, say about it. The Menu. I... I well, I you can I can judge this movie on the fact that I watched every second of it. Oh, okay. I watched every second. It wasn't two hours and fifteen minutes long, which which was nice. And I watched every minute, but I watched every minute because I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see where it went. Yeah. And the moment, I mean, a great cast too, of course, mm -hmm. a really wonderful yeah. cast. The moment Ralph finds Ray finds makes excuses for the plot. Okay. I said, okay, all right. I know we're in a little. I I know I'm in a little trouble here. Okay. You know, okay. Remember the scene I'm talking about? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Which he one is? Turns, which one was it? He turns to the audience and he says, "I, I mean, not the audience. He turns to his patrons. He turns right. to the diners. Right." As you know, why didn't you guys get up and fight us? You know, you've just been sitting there. Right. I mean, oh yeah, he's like, he's together. like, you easily could have taken us yeah. out. You know, and and I you're went, just sitting there like. And I was going, thank you, Ray. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> and by then, I was just sort of like doing this. You know, I was just kind of like, oh, right. what, okay, what is, what is the point of this? Why, why is everyone acting the way they're acting? I mean, these guys are pretending they're a death cult, you know, and Ray right. Fiennes is the head of the Delft. And, you know, Ray Fiennes is all upset that his 
his artistry with oh yeah, and there's and there's the wonderful. She's wonderful in uh, in the Queen's Gambit, and I was I was happy at the end during the rest of the movie. I'm saying, what is she doing in a restaurant? She looks like she hasn't had a grape all day. I mean, what is she doing in a restaurant? What's she doing in a restaurant? She looks like if she had anything that was on the plate, she would explode. But then I saw, then when they revealed that she didn't belong there, right, right, the outsider, then I said, all right, that's cute. I enjoyed right. that. And then, yeah. and I like the little interplay, spoiler alert as usual. I like yeah. the little, there'll be spoilers, there'll be spoilers. I haven't yeah. noticed Spoiler alert. And I, that was the theme song of when I had this as a podcast. There'll be spoilers, there'll be spoilers. <laughs> anyway, um, the ending, the little interplay, the little when he, because there's a moment in the in the in the in the movie where Ray Fiennes doesn't let the innocent assistant of the of the movie of the asshole movie star go. Doesn't let her go. He basically yeah. says, "No, we're going to kill you with everyone else." But he lets the the uh, anorexic go. So it's like so. I liked how that played out. That was pretty, that was, I went, okay, okay. But then I said, all right, just like a really good meal, I've, 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 ate, I've, ate, I've eaten this entire meal. Now let me see how I feel after it digests. So I let okay. it in. I thought about it. I tried to remember it. You let, for it, the you let it marinate. And then I went, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> How did that get? How I mean, to steal another podcast title? How did that get made? Who saw that script and decided it was a great idea and that we should yeah. do it? And when a when a movie has to satirize itself, and we'll get we'll, we'll be we have another movie on this list that also does that far worse okay. than the menu. Oh, did. okay, the menu, okay. The menu is watchable, and I also find it interesting because. The people I've talked to has been you. You and Lady Fat really enjoyed it. One of my mentors really enjoyed it, and I would. Be, I went. It was okay, yeah, and I'm glad. Yeah. I'm not unhappy. I saw it, but right. it's not going to be one of my best of the years. But yeah. the fact that so many people have opinions on it make it worth your while. What did Fat? What did you think it was about? What was that movie about? <sighs> Man, well, I mean, well, I, the the whole the whole uh, he has reached a status of of cult leader, right? And and you know he was trying to, you know, basically create the menu. But like you said, he's he's he is like the ultimate uh, send off. Fuck you, basically, <clears throat> is basically the point of that movie. Was he was done? You know, the guy who owned the island. The guy who funds him, he he had him killed. It was basically a fuck you to everyone. He's done. Oh, yeah. you, you guys, you guys are unworthy. You're not grateful to have my food. But along the way, but I'm going to kill you. Rather than right. poison you, I'm going to just kill you. I'm going to blow right. you all up. Right with style. <laughs> but along the way, along the way, he lost his love. Well, I that I all yeah, understood, yeah. but was is there yeah. a deeper meaning than that? I mean, you're telling me the plot. I know the plot. Right. What's well, you asked me what the plot was about. Well, no, not, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But I was talking about the deeper meanings. 
why mm. why anybody would make a movie of this because oh. it's just kind of like and also i didn't buy any other character him i understood but the right. fact that he wanted to take all these people with him and he wanted right. to torture them told me that right. well you're not you're not worthy of any respect i i don't need to respect you you're a total a hole you're a, right. you're a pretentious a-hole we're bringing all these people down with you and unfortunately my other issue as a writer because i have to create characters in my own work is that i didn't buy anyone else all the other characters they didn't didn't i mean his mother i understood uh -huh. but you know everybody who's following him so slavishly and you know oh it's my idea that we all die i mean i was going okay that's an interesting line but you've done nothing in your Nothing in your behavior has revealed any part of your character. And, and all the people in the, you would think the action star and the, and the bros and all those guys would do stuff, but they all took it and kept taking it. And right. they could have explained that with character development and character smarts and with dialogue, but they didn't mm. bother. The whole movie yeah. was just kind of like, all right, at the end, she has a cheeseburger. Great. <laughs> that's, that's all the blow up. <laughs> it's very well made. It's worth seeing yeah. to see how you all like it. But right. for me, it was well, kind of like, yeah. It was, what was the point? It, it I got a, you. It, it was yeah. a big fuck you to the yeah. That's my theory. That's why it was made <laughs> because the filmmaker was Ray Fines, <laughs> and he wanted to say fuck you to the audience. <laughs> You're going to sit there. You, Rick Myers, I'm going to keep sitting there and watching this. You're going to watch it all the way through. And at the end, I'm just going to give you a big fat. We figured it out. Thank you, fat. Now I figured it out. Copy that. All right. Next up, we have Megan, which, which gave me my, my best trailer reaction video of last year. If you guys have not seen my trailer reaction to Megan, check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, thoughts on Megan? Oh, yeah. Rick. We have got this is the theme. This is this is the overarching theme of the January releases, which is we're we're going to be smart. In other words, I am so happy, and I'll I'll give you a hint of what's coming up. I'm so happy with what they did with James Wan and 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 uh Bloomhouse. Uh What's what's Bloom's name? Um, uh, but yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Like Jason, I think it's Jason Bloom. Yeah, James Jason. Long. Um, right. They're doing with Bloom House and with A24, and of course what Jordan Peele is doing. They're reviving and re-energizing um, the horror genre. Because you know, I I got tired of slashers really quick. I mean, especially after seeing Halloween. And again, I've written a bunch of horror novels too to try to rewrite the horror movies I didn't like. And after they they screwed up uh, recently, El Ray El Ray um, Network asked what people would remake. What what movies would you want to remake? And I just went Halloween two, Nightmare on Elm Street two, uh, uh, what's what's the other one? A uh, Friday the Thirteenth two. I wanted to remake all the sequels. Because every single one of those slasher movies had great ideas, and then they just squandered it in the second one. They just made it one kill after another. So what's happening now is that these these guys who grew up with that and are, and are probably as tired, if not more tired, than I am of these kind of movies, 
are switching them up, making them smarter, making them cleverer, doing twists on them, mm. you know, uh, uh, killing. Uh, uh, I've mentioned yeah. other people in previous episodes. So Megan is not really an incredibly new idea. It is a horror movie and a slasher movie. Killer the, doll movie. Yeah. For the TikTok generation. Right. As right. such, extremely, I was just going, it w- I enjoyed it so much that even when they pulled the thing that I dislike most about these movies, which mm. is they don't kill it at the end, they do it so, they don't kill the monster at the end, the right, monster right, right. rises up. Right, for the sequel, they, yeah. They have a touch of that at the end of this movie, but they yeah. do it so, so well, so smartly, so subtly, and so, and also they they set the trap earlier in the movie. There was a moment earlier in the movie where they they give gave me a hint because, like, I like solving mysteries. So they gave me a hint. Yeah. So at the end, when that when the thing happens, that happens, I right. went smart. Okay, it didn't have Megan come leaping out. They did something right. much smarter, much subtler than that. Meanwhile. Megan is filled with terrific actors and great sequences and, yeah. and is a satire of <laughs> modern marketing and, right. and has scenes like this in it where it's kind of like, all right, it's the TikTok generation. So I was very pleased with Megan. I'm, I'm going to be very curious about the sequel because I think the sequel is already okay. And yeah, because this, this did well. So yeah, the sequel is yeah, green light. also... TikTok generation. And I'm hoping that they don't make the same mistake as Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and that their sequel is as strong. I'm not I'm not sure how they can do it. They set right. it up at the end. But at that point, I'm going, oh, no, no. There, that now that I'm thinking about it, if Juan and the rest of the guys and the guy who made Megan are involved, hopefully they'll do something very smart. Yeah. Or yeah, at hopefully. least as smart. Right. All right. What's next? Thumbs up for for Megan. Now I have to ask Rick. I have to ask because we you're I I have not seen it, so you're the oh. expert here. When I saw the trailer for Plane, yeah, 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 I was like, that is the dumbest name for an action movie. What, what yeah. are we gonna do? Are we gonna rename Speed Bus? Like what what are we doing here? Like this is terrible. The the, the title was terrible. Yep. So I didn't I didn't bother go seeing seeing it. People. That I know I've seen it. Guess what they told me? It's good. They told me that it is a 90s action throwback movie. Mm-hmm. If you like 90s action movies, mm-hmm. you will like the plane. So, Rick, is that true or they're full of shit? They're not full of shit. Okay. That's not the reason why I like it. First of all, when I saw the preview, I had seen that plot before. I know this right. is re- just like uh, just like the other mo- uh, thing earlier that I said that they were repeating. Yeah, this is also a repeat. But, and I love the title. The reason I love the title, as soon okay. as I saw the trailer and I saw the title, I said <laughs> they should have called it P L A I N. Okay, because that's by calling it plain, they're saying. Yeah, the plot is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, 
Because you know who my favorite new B-movie actor is of all time? It's not The Rock anymore. After Black okay. Adam, The Rock has screwed the pooch. Right, right, right. You, I'm telling the audience, especially for the uh, action film autopsies, go back and watch every single Jared Butler movie ever made. You will see that every single one of them has yes. something in common. And that is, it's better than you expect it to be. Yes, yes. And as soon as I saw Jared Butler, had, who, and he's a producer on playing. Okay, you know, okay. Right. This, and, he, and he chooses his directors. The thing about Jared Butler is that he wants to lower your expectation and then he <laughs> wants to surpass it. And he does it not because, it's not because it's a 90s, action i mean what was what, greenland one of his most recent movies yeah. that was his disaster film right but right. the thing about jared butler every single one of his characters is not stupid virtually every b-movie action star chuck norris jean-claude van damme it's yeah amazing actor heather but more than amazing actor he refuses to let his characters be stupid, to do stupid things every time. And even on that poster, put up the poster again. Look at the look on his face. That's part of his acting. He's, you, I was told many years ago uh, by a great acting teacher, you know you're watching a good actor when they can see you think. Compare that poster to the poster for the live action Mulan. If you see mm. the live action Mulan, that girl doesn't have a thought in her head. <laughs> She's just got air in there. You look at Jared Butler in that shot, and also Mike Coulter, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can tell they're thinking. You may not be able to guess what they're thinking. Yeah, look at him there. Eye contact, you can read their minds. And what's yeah. awesome about that is that their minds are not filled with stuff like, well, I'm going to go and punch somebody. Well, I'm going to go and kick somebody in the face. No, they're thinking, how can we, in this situation, deal with it in an effective way? Because that's what Kung Fu fighting is all about. You don't want to be tough or badass. You want to be smart and effective. You want e to. Even with, even with your weaponry. Even with your weaponry. The, I mean, Jared Butler, and again, look at, you know, uh, Mike is being this, the, the, the action star. Jared. Right. Yeah. You see any wounds on Mike's face? You see the wounds on Jared's face. Right. You see him looking and thinking about how to avoid this again. I don't want this again. And if you watch every single one of his movies, and I've seen every single one of them, he will not talk down to the audience. And also, just like the great Vincent Zhao in Kung Fu films, he refuses to lose his action. When he fights... He fights the way he would fight, not the nice. way the producer wants him to fight. All right, it's All kind right. of a little like a little like uh, what's it, the the wonderful um, uh, the transporter? Why am I blanking on his name? Jason Statham. Statham. Statham also won't denigrate. He fights the way he he would fight in real life. Right. So yeah, Plane is well worthwhile. I think, but it is not a movie to go see. It is a movie to like come to you. Okay. It's not wait it's a till, movie, but it's wait a till like video on demand. B for right. Butler. 
beef. All right. Beef or Butler. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right. You got me excited to watch it. Nice. Good. Good. That's a good, sounds like a good time. Just watch him and, yeah. and Jared, I trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, I was curious about this. We like mysteries, mm-hmm. especially Lady Fat. Yeah. Uh, how, how was the, did they, did they botch this? Was this intriguing? No, what, what? no. within, <laughs> uh, they didn't botch it. They did oh. not. Okay. They didn't botch it. All right. Yes. What happens is, cause I was feeling, I mean, looking at the poster, knowing the, the storyline, it's again, very similar to another movie that's already been out. They've had, they had another movie with uh, Edgar Allan Poe as the detective. And, uh, and here they have Edgar Allan Poe as a young man with one of the guys from Harry Potter playing the young Edgar Allan Poe there on the right. But it starts from the very first shot and from the even from the poster and even from that shot, you know it's going to be a pretentious movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Scott Cooper, and Scott Cooper wrote it and directed it, and he's a, it's affiliated with, you know, uh, Christian Bale, wonderful actor. And you can see that they just... They're just having a wonderful time with this. They're putting everything they can into every single shot. So I was really enjoying nice. it because every single shot was really interesting. But nice. also every single shot was interesting because of how he acted, how he worked with the director, how the, look at the lighting in that shot, look at the colors, look at everything. Everything in this movie is interesting. And I was going, all right, well, let's see if that carries through to the rest of the film. And it does. I've read read virtually every classic mystery ever written. I've read thousands of mystery novels. I know all about this. And something happens in this movie that surprised me. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I should have. And also, just, just like, you know, see that, see, if you... If Lady Fat likes mysteries, definitely Poker Face, and definitely this, and they're a great comparison. Okay. Because nice. they're, they're doing stuff I didn't think anybody could do anymore because every every mystery plot has been taken. Copy that. And is that Robert Duvall on the left? That is Robert Duvall on the left. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It, it really is a – I would call this the – if they were going to put one word on a poster from me, it would be needy. Meaty, meaty. There you go. Nice, meaty, meaty (laughs) movie. It's a meaty mystery. Meaty, not like the menu. Meaty. It's a big old (laughs) delicious hunk of steak. The menu left you starved. Well, you let me mad. (laughs) I made you mad. All right. So thumbs up for the anorexic. Uh, Thumbs up for the the pale. That's right. The pale blue eye. The pale pale blue eye. All right now. Robert all, Yeah. Now, next up here, um, I've been wanting to see this badly because I'm an Ultraman fan. I'm not an Ultraman expert, but I'm a big fan of Ultraman. Um, and I wanted to see this, and it just never came out over here for us to rent it or try to buy it. Hopefully, it'll come out on physical media this year. Out, it was supposed to come out in January. It's supposed okay. to come out in February. I got to okay. see it through other means. Right, right. But Shin Ultraman. Oh man! I, Look at the ass on that guy. <laughs> ultra ass. Look at that ultra. Well, it's it's kind of ultra. <laughs> All right. Did, did you did you see Shin Godzilla? Yes, I have. That's by the same people. 
right. the same writer directors did, and because Shin Godzilla did so well, they gave them Shin Ultraman to do. Did you like right. Shin Godzilla? I did. I did like it. I respect it, but I don't love it. Like I'm not crazy about it. I'm not like, oh my god, Shin Godzilla's the greatest. Thing. I'm not. I'm oh, not yeah. like that. I but I'm like, that was great. That was like, that was a good movie. I respect it. That's where it ends. <laughs> I think I'd be interested to see what your opinion when you finally get to see it, because I feel okay. similarly. I am also not an expert on Ultraman, although I have seen dozens of episodes of the show. Okay. And you know, I've sort of, you know, read the Wikipedia. Right, right. And right. Ultraman is their re not redefinition of Ultraman. It was their De redefinition on how to look at Ultraman. Okay. Because every single episode of the show that I've seen, and I've said I've seen dozens, right? They're all the same. Every single episode, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> are it's the same. It's the exact same plot. First thing, you know, different monster. The monster rest of the, of the week. show is exactly the same. For years and years and years and years and years, they did that. So what the Shin series does is, or at least they certainly do it in Shin Ultraman, is give me a different way to look at it. And okay. do it through the other characters. Because one of the flaws of most of the modern uh, kaiju Japanese kaiju movies and that, I've, that I've seen is that the rest of the characters find everything that's going on in the movie dull. They react right. to, you know, huge buildings blowing up by going, oh, okay. Nope, well, another day. Another day, another day in Japan. We should do something about that. <laughs> right, right, right. Here, they, there are so many layers of bureaucracy because they have the work. The movie starts with a sort of a prequel showing, establishing the world, which right. is kaiju show up. They establish that kaiju only come to Japan. They only come to Japan. They don't go anywhere else in the world. Okay. And they explain it. They explain it because they start creating a mythology of, of why they're coming to Japan. And then they also show how, and also, it's also very, there's a certain touch of Ukraine in this too. Because hmm. here we are, the rest of the world. There's a yeah. war in Ukraine. And all of us are going about our business. Right. Saying that's happening in Ukraine. So all these kaiju are in Japan and the rest of the world in the movie are all doing, well, you take care of it, Japan. We're not involved. Interesting. Yeah. But meanwhile, Japan does take care of it. And most of the movie is based around this organization that has been created mm -hmm. as part of the governmental bureaucracy to take care of kaiju. And the opening establishes how effective they are of changing up their approaches to each of these monsters. But then they get to a point where they all start going, uh-oh, we've got one here, the first monster that uh, Ultraman takes on, first kaiju that he takes on. We're not sure how to handle this one. Ultraman shows up. And he starts doing variations. And also, again, just like Pale Blue Eye and, and some of the other things we've been talking about, Every shot is interesting. And also every shot is examinable. And, and uh, I mean, sometimes 
the camera will go under the lead, one of the lead bureaucracy girls' desks. It'll be shooting up at her nose. And then the next huh. shot will become different. The next shot will be something different. And the next shot will be something different. And the way everybody reacts is different. And the way the bureaucracy works is, you know, there it's it's a very clever movie. It's a very the first half, I was just going, this is great. I love right. it. But then something happens in the middle, which is understandable. Okay. If I was making it, I wouldn't have made the change in the middle of the movie that they make. But because they're Japanese and they grew up with Ultraman, they felt the need to give Ultraman an explanation that I didn't require. But then again, they've seen if I, dozens, they've seen hundreds, if not episodes of all in the movies and it's been going on for so many years and all the rest of it so the middle of the movie changes and i understand why it takes that change is it kind of like fan service no oh no not at all it's their service they're explaining something they're explaining something to their audience this is why this is this is why man is and they and they pull off a hat trick they pull off a trick at the end that the menu wasn't able to do for me. At the end of Shin Ultraman, they explain something that I've had a problem with, with Ultraman, with Doctor Who, and with any any other alien who's on Earth. Yeah, basically, Megan, Megan is related to uh, Ultron. Megan is the plot, you know, Megan could think of Ultron as her Uh. her daddy. Because right, right, right. It's the same conclusion that Ultron did in the Age of Ultron, the Avengers movie, which is humans right. suck. Humans <laughs> deserve to die. Humans are going to destroy themselves. Why should we care? And it's the same thing with Doctor Who. Doctor Who, no, humans are great. And Ultraman is also, no, humans are great. So in the middle of the movie, something happens where the fate of humanity is called into question. And Ultraman puts his money where his mouth is. And at the very end, he does something. Hmm. I mean, because Doctor Who has never, in the 60 years of Doctor Who, Doctor Who has never convinced me that humans are worth his time. But <laughs> Ultraman does. <clears throat> Ultraman does. All right. In a, in a very smart and clever way. I still would have liked fighting in the last half. But okay. the more, unlike Menu, the more I think about Shin Ultraman, the better it gets in my memory. Nice. All right. Well, you now you got me more excited to watch it. Nice. Hopefully you get to release it over here on Blu-ray or 4K. Eventually. Oh, I'm not holding back on this next one. I'm not holding back. <laughs> Rick? Deserve it Rick? yourself. Deserve Rick? Yourself. Yep. You know, when I saw the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's That's go. Right. This is right. right up my alley, right up Samurai Guy's alley, man. Right. I'm, a, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of the lead actor. Zing Ever you. since, Zing Yu, ever since, I, you know, the first time I saw him was in Kung Fu Hustle. And Kung I was, Hustle, it I was, Mon, Master yeah. C, yeah. And even, yeah. Flashpoint. I mean, yeah. he's good. I, I'm, a, I'm still a fan of him. Yeah. But this movie, man. 
Like right in the beginning, right, right when the movie starts, I was like, I almost called you up, Rick, on the phone. I was like, Rick, is this a sequel? <laughs> like, did, did we miss <laughs> the first part? Because it, it just he's just already here avenging his master. We don't even know who he is, and he's just beating up people we don't know. Yep. He's just going after villains that we have to assume are villains. Yep. And the and the most disappointing thing for me was this was the best fight for That's me right. in the whole movie. That's right. And I was like, oh, well, come on, man. What ha- What I believe has happened, I'm, I'm theorizing. Okay. Because, you know, there's another Kowloon Walled City movie coming up, choreographed with Sammo Hung and all these great guys. And that's what I thought this was. Yeah. I thought they had finished it. We showed right. a, You showed a trailer, and I saw the trailer. Yeah, walled in, yeah. Yeah, walled in at the yeah. uh, Kung Fu Extravaganza at San mm-hmm. Diego Comic-Con. This it looks good. Yeah. That's what I thought this was. So I started watching, and of course, I, I, oh, love, no. I love uh, Haya. So I'm yeah. watching, and I had I didn't have the same reaction you did. I went, oh, somebody in, in the rest of China knew about Walden. So they said, let's rush out mm. a knockoff to denigrate it. Oh. Because, you know, all these other, you know, the dozens of other new Wong Fei Hong and Fong Sayu movies. Right. Uh, denigrate the character so here and you know and you know how i knew that something like that had happened because it i thought the menu was bad at satirizing itself did right. you watch kowloon wall city all the way through unfortunately i did yeah did you see what they were doing in the last 15 minutes they were mercilessly making fun of themselves they kept on i was so bored on the movie <laughs> They would make comments on the movie. They would, they would, you know, the the other actors, because you could tell they just completely ran out of plot. They didn't know what to do next, so they started making fun of themselves. And they were just going, "Oh, this is a dumb. This is, you're a dumb guy. This is a dumb thing. What the hell is going on?" And as such, I was just going, "Amazing! Only, only these streaming movies that China is doing now, because they do so many." Yeah. Yeah. Kowloon Wall City was a fuster. Yeah. And I knew because the director <laughs> of Kowloon Wall City is Chow Chen. And he's only done three movies. Yeah. This is one of them. The other one was called Lobster Cop. Lobster Cop. Well, now I got to watch that. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, this was just, uh, you know, it's like this when you show, hilarious. when you, yes. Yes, when you when you show him throw show him do what he does best, it's entertaining. But it you, you barely seen it. Like he barely he didn't really fight a lot in the movie. No, they couldn't and afford they, to. They didn't have time. Yeah, and then the end finale fight. I was really hoping it would be extraordinary, and it was just too gimmicky. Yeah, and I was just like, man, you're ruining the fight. Stop it. But yeah, they we love we love we love Haya Channel, but but that's uh. They do the best they can, and we're going to talk about another Haya channel. No, now this trailer. I have not seen the movie, Rick, but the trailer for this looked pretty good, man. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. I got I got in touch with uh, Brennan Lane over at uh, uh, Welcome nice. to the State, and I said, there are, two, there are two more movies in this series. It turns out to be a trilogy starring the great Louis Fon. Uh, who was, you know, had that greatest of all fights in Ip Man with Donald right. 
And he did three of these movies. They are they're all from 2020, 2021. And that's where nice. I said, find the other two. Because of course, Taoist Master Kylan is my favorite kind of kung fu movie in that it is not about fighting. All this Taoist master wants to do is find the source of Tao. That's what his purpose is. He's not, he spends the whole movie trying not to fight. So the movie, just a spoiler alert. Uh, and, and by the way, the movie is like, I think it's 75 minutes. So again, and it's, it has one or two fights, but this fight, the fight you're, you know, yeah, this is in the middle of the movie and it is a work of art. It is a thing of beauty. It is very clearly an homage to the nature fights in Hero with Jet Li, as well as the fight that Louis Fon has with Donnie Yen in It Mon One. It's an homage to that, but at the same time, it is beautifully put together. And nice. it is a showcase for Louis because his adversary is masked. You re they reveal who his adversary is, and of course, she wasn't behind the mask in the actual fight scene. Right, he got right. probably one of his friends. Louis got one of his friends who knows what yeah. they're doing. And they do this beautiful fight scene. I mean, the, the, the first fight scene in uh, Kowloon Walled City was okay. But this right. thing, this fight scene is just beautiful. I've watched it over and over and over again. Nice. One of my best of the year. All right. All right. And the movie is good, too. It, it has science fiction aspects to it. It has fantasy aspects to it. But if you, if you can accept that, it's a really good Taoist master movie. Nice. With a nice. brilliant uh, kung fu fight in the middle. Yeah, that, that was probably some of the footage I was watching for the trailer. So. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, so only on Haya channel, so y'all know what you need to do. That's right. <laughs> Go check it out on Haya. Now, this last one, um, people have been messaging me, Rick. That's right. They've been t uh, sending Samurai Guy messages. They would love. They want me and uh, Lady Fat to review this because they loved it so much. And I know Frank briefly uh, gave it an honorable mention last year. But uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Puss in Boots uh, is excellent. I, I would, if I had seen it, I made my list before I had seen it. Right. I've seen it. It's exceptional. Um, it is a, a wonderful movie with awesome action. Exceptional. Exceptional is the word for it. I mean, I knew I was in good shape when by the end of the credit, the opening credit, I, I was choked up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because the opening credit, they, they established because DreamWorks has been bought by Universal. Mm -hmm. And the original minds behind DreamWorks are no longer there, but they have the rights for Shrek. They have the rights for How to Train Your Dragon. They have the rights for Kung Fu Panda. And the opening sequence of Puss in Boots um, segues into the DreamWorks logo, the animated DreamWorks logo of yeah. the, the little kid on the um, crescent moon fishing. Yeah. Yeah. But in order to get to the moon, he has to pass all the other famous characters from the DreamWorks canon. And one of the last people he passes is Poe the Panda. 
And oh. as the fisherman passes him, Poe does this. Wow. Like, you got that right. I mean, wow. I even Kung Fu Panda 2 got that right. So, and so I knew I was in good shape. And then the rest of the movie is just, just exceptional. It's, it's all, it's delightful. It is wonderful. It is exceptional. And yes, you and, you and, you and Lady Fat, it's also warm and sweet and loving. And, and again, really great. And all uh, amazing voice cast. Uh, who, and, and the animation changes. The animation changes during the, the action looks different from, from scene to scene. Extremely smart. Uh, the guys who did it, uh, they, had worked, they had worked in the Kung Fu uh, Panda art department and the story department. And uh, they had worked on uh, the uh, Ninjago, the, the uh, uh, Lego Ninjago movies and the Crudes. Uh, the main guys, the director and the writer, also did the crudes, but this is a huge jump up. This is a huge wow. jump up. All right. Nice. And this is the final. They're not going to do a fourth one? or Well, the end of the movie <laughs> gives us hope. Okay. They say they're going to have more adventures. And the last shot, again, was exciting. It's like, geez, I hope so. Nice. All right. All right. You've twisted my arm, Rick. I'm going to have to check yeah. it out for Plane, sure. Puss in Boots, uh, Shin yeah. Ultraman, Pale Blue Eye, yes. and the Poker Face. You, got yeah. lot, you and Lady Fat got a lot to watch. We got a, we got a lot of catching up to do there. <laughs> well, this was awesome, my brother. It's always awesome having you here on the Movie Dojo, hanging out with the Fat Samurai Guy. You guys are awesome. Hey, you guys know what you need to do now. You know what you need to do. That's right. If you guys are new here, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so that you are in the know when new videos do drop. Also, don't forget to check us out on all of the social medias. We are everywhere. That's right. And don't forget to check out the store. Buy a mug, buy a shirt. Help keep the channel going. And, hey, we got we got the author and Hall of Famer here. So, you know, we're going we gonna to show the books. That's right, baby. Films of Fury. Thrilling adventure stories, and they shouldn't have killed his. They shouldn't have killed his damn dog. I didn't That's write right. that book, but I'm I'm throughout it. I'm I'm in it, commenting the way I comment here. And I have to say, I finished my latest project, which is 111,000 words, but it's not going to be out until 2024. So yeah, if you want any, and of course you can look at my uh, you can look at my story company page on Facebook, see everything I've written and been involved with. And if you have any questions for me, you can always find me on my email. That's right. In the description box below is a link to where you can check out all of Rick's books and to follow Rick. That's right. Uh, you know what, Rick? I figured it out. You know what the menu needed for you to like it? More, dro more drone shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's right. You know, that's, that's my thing. No, no. My buddy, my, my brother from another mother, uh, Frank, he loves, he's, he's in love with drones. I love I'm, you, Frank. I'm in love. I'm in love with thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> so you guys know what you need to do. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Right, baby. Get the book. Hey, thanks again for hanging out with us, and we see you guys on the next one. Keep watching movies, and then Rick's and Rick says, you know, keep watching good movies. 
No, That's watch right. all the movies, but know a good one from a bad one. That's right. And now we have to hunt down Lobster Cop, Rick. No, we don't. <laughs> the title tells me everything I need to know about Lobster Cop. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take the hit. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Take care.